Welcome to our BizGrow community podcast for entrepreneurs. In this podcast series, we not only discuss issues impacting the entrepreneurship space, but also share practical insights on how to grow your business. I'm Trisha Young. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Trisha Young. Today, I'm here with Robert Nelson. He is the Massachusetts District Director of the U.S. Small Business Administration. I know him as Bob Nelson. So, Bob, hi. Welcome to our show today. Absolutely. Everyone calls me Bob. Everyone knows me as Bob. So, But a pleasure to be with you, Trisha. So, thank you. So, before we get into what's changed since the program began last year, can you tell us what the Paycheck Protection Program is for any of our listeners uh, who may still not know what this is? So under the PPP program, so uh, you know, if you think back, uh, SBA was given a couple weeks, uh, <laughs> and, and we initially launched PPP in April, and uh, we had an initial round where the money went very, very fast, and then we uh, received some additional appropriations, which took us through August eighth. But the PPP is a loan that uh, a small business would work with a lender. Uh, so there are lots of lenders uh, here in Massachusetts. And national lenders, there's fintech lenders, but they work with an SBA lender. We provide a 100% guarantee to that lender to give them the incentive so that they will help us to process these loans and to help get the money out the door. Uh, and so uh, it's a loan program that has the potential to be 100% forgiven. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the new appropriations, so there's uh, some changes and some modifications, all good in my opinion. But, uh, you know, under uh, PPP first draw loans, you know, the max loan amount is up to $10 million. It's for small businesses and also nonprofits. Uh, but it, the money is really for these entities to uh, make payroll uh, payments and to get people back on the payrolls of businesses. So uh, under the rules as they are now, and as we're modified under the Flexibility Act, uh, you know the small business needs to spend 60% of the money on payroll, and they're allowed to spend 40% of the money on other eligible expenses, such as uh, mortgage interest, rent payments, utilities. Uh, the new legislation it expanded what small businesses could use the money for. So you think of uh, different restaurants where they had to, uh, you know, put uh, outdoor dining and, and had to, you know, buy tents and heaters and uh, igloos or other things so that people they could try to serve as many people as possible. But, you know, uh, a, uh, AC and ventilation, you know, that's all uh, allowed. And, uh, but uh, technology, lots of businesses had to upgrade their technology for online ordering. and other, So these are all eligible expenses now. But, uh, but the target is, uh, you know, for a small business, they look at their reference period. Uh, then they're spending the money after the bank disperses the money to them. They can, they can pick a covered period period of anywhere between eight and 24 weeks. They're spending the money trying to get people back on the payroll. And again, to uh, the goal is for the loan to be 100% forgiven. Uh, that is that no one wants to end up with a debt obligation that they're going to have to pay. Absolutely. But, uh, but you know, uh, yeah, it, we've forgiven a lot of loans uh, that have been granted under uh, the previous rounds of, of PPP. It, you know, the, the the good thing is that most people seem to know how PPP uh, has worked, what the rules are, uh, you know, the, the general mechanisms of the whole thing. But, you know, 
absolutely early indicators. Uh, you know, you know, we're only into this in the very early stages, and you know, we're roughly about eleven thousand applications that have mm-hmm. been submitted for Massachusetts businesses. So, um, you know. You know, I, I know that the dollars are going to get out uh, rather quickly. And but again, the small business spends the money. Any uh, they pick the covered period anywhere between eight and twenty four weeks. They're spending the money on uh, their payroll costs uh, and trying to get people back on the payroll. That's even for businesses that aren't operational right now. You know, it so it gets people off of unemployment, gets them back on the business's payroll, and uh, but they have the money to, to make these other eligible expenses. So it, it really, I, I, Trisha, I can tell you, over the, the many months that we've been doing this, I've heard from so many small businesses that this is what has saved them. And, uh, you know, and I know, you know, people were waiting for the legislation to pass, which passed on December. December 27th. And they were, as soon as it was passed, they were like, uh, this is such wonderful news because they were really at the cliff. They were the, at the edge. And the businesses, they need this money in order to be able to survive. Right. I can't agree with you more on that, Bob. It's just been a rough time altogether uh, since the COVID pandemic hit. Uh, and, and I'm speaking in particular for the small business space. So you talk about small businesses uh, and them being, uh, you know, primarily the target for this particular program. Uh, how have independent contractors been able to benefit from this program? Has there been any provisions under which, you know, for which they would be covered or considered uh, for this particular offering? Yeah, so uh, you know, independent contractors, 1099s, you know, sole proprietorships, the smallest of the small, they're certainly eligible. Uh, what I would suggest that people do is uh, they can go on to uh, sba.gov slash PPP. There's lots of information out there as far as how to calculate uh, maximum loan amounts, but the SBA has a uh, pretty robust uh, partner network uh, through our SCORE organization, our small business development centers, our uh, women's center, the Center for Women and Enterprise. But there are lots of community partners out there. Uh, you know, I just got off a call uh, with Secretary Keneally of the Commonwealth and, and uh, Karen Kelleher was there from LISC. Uh, you know, they have this PPP equitable coalition. You know, th- there are lots of different community partners are out there trying to help small businesses with their questions so that they can apply for the uh, these funds and, and to get the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interesting. So I, I was looking earlier today as far as the number of approvals and the different dollar amounts and, and which lenders have been making these loans. Yeah, I, I saw one loan, uh, you know, for seven hundred seventy-five dollars. You know, so they can be relatively small loans, but you know, for a small business, you know, you know, a thousand bucks, a couple thousand bucks, it absolutely can make the world of difference. You know, it does not have to be, you know, under PPP second draw loans, the maximum loan amount is two million dollars, uh, but you know, I, I saw most of the loans are well under one hundred and fifty thousand, and that's what we saw with previous rounds of funding, that it really was, you know, 87% of the loans were uh, for um, these loans of under 150000 mm-hmm. So the, the smallest of the small. So that's our focus to tr- continue to try to reach out and to educate and to work with these different uh, segments and audiences and mm-hmm. uh, part of the community. Right, right. Uh, you know, I, the work is just on the ground. What we've been seeing as technical assistance providers across the board is the 
the the coalition efforts have been phenomenal. Everybody's been really working to try to, to salvage the small business community locally and statewide, I'd say. So it's been a really good effort. Um, you know, since 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 the program was rolled out last year, I mean, it's there's there have been two rounds of funding offered uh, to qualified small business owners needing the support. Um, how effective would you say the program has been in helping our small business community nationwide since this pandemic started? You know, it it really has been absolutely amazing when you look at the total dollars uh, that went out the door. Uh, and, you know, you, you look at here in Massachusetts, you know, on PPP, you know, this is previous rounds of funding, not what we have uh, appropriations now. In Massachusetts, you know, we did uh, uh, $14 uh, uh, billion, 118,000 small businesses got PPP loans through previous rounds of funding. You know, uh, so huge dollars, huge number of small businesses. And uh, as I was mentioning, you know, I, I hear from small businesses all the time. And, and uh, you know, the, so many of them have contacted me and say, you know, this program absolutely helped me uh, and I'm only around still operating because of it. And mm -hmm. so a very, very important, significant impact. So, you know, there were, you know, with the previous two programs, you heard me mention, you know, it was rolled out real quickly and uh, and it was built on the fly. We learned as we uh, we went and, you know, guidance was constantly coming out and, and being released. And there were there were bumps along the way, you know, with the rollout that we're uh, going through right now, it, it seems much more controlled, much more uh uh, smooth, you know, people know how the programs work, generally speaking, but, you know, folks shouldn't be shy about reaching out for help. There's mm -hmm. lots of people available uh, to help free of charge. You don't need an agent in order to uh, go to a bank and to pay an agent in order to, to get one of these loans, you know, so certainly there's no fees to the small business and, you know, so, but reach, reach out to us. So for folks who have questions, uh, the, the Massachusetts general mailbox is Massachusetts DO, uh, that the DO stands for district office at SBA.gov. You know, we're, uh, there, we're responding to those questions on a daily basis, but again, folks should not be shy about trying to get, uh, one-on-one -on -one technical assistance and help, but this program has been a lifeline mm -hmm. together with all of our other programs, uh, Trisha, like there's so many other things in this legislation uh, to help small Small businesses and you know we've extended economic injury disaster loans through 123121 I continue to see uh, disaster loans these are direct loans through the SBA uh, that are applied for at sba.gov disaster uh, it's a very different loan program than, than the PPP but this is uh, your federal dollars at work in order to try to help small businesses to survive this disaster I, I continue to see in Massachusetts about 35 to 40 approvals each each day, and we're doing maximum loans up to 150,000. It provides six months worth of working capital, uh, so that small businesses can meet their obligations that they would have been able to meet had this disaster uh, not occurred. But there's lots of other provisions in this legislation in order to help uh, small businesses uh, to continue to continue on the path to recovery. And uh, I don't have to tell you, Trisha, there are so many businesses that are challenged. You think of accommodations and food service, you know, small retailers, 
but there's a brand new grant program that uh, SBA was appropriated, uh, the Shuttered Venue Grant Operators Program, uh, that we got $15 billion for that. You think of all these live venues and theaters and movie theaters, uh, you know, museums. It, many of them have been closed totally right. since March or April. And, and so this is another uh, way that we're going to get dollars out into you know the this industry segment in order to try to help them uh, to survive. But it, it's not just the SBA, you know, uh, in conjunction with the state. The state has a lot of different uh, programs and grant opportunities. But you know, it, you know, everyone is working together. It, it really seems that you know there's not competition. With you know, we're all in this to try to help rebuild uh, the economy, not only here in Massachusetts but but nationally. Words cannot express, you know, how important I think this program is in, in terms of just keeping the small business uh, ecosystem going. This is now the third round being offered. What can you tell us? I mean, you hinted at some of this earlier on talking about, you know, the guidelines changing. But what can you tell our listeners uh, about the program since it started in terms of improved benefits and particularly as it relates to loan forgiveness? Because I think that's the one thing people tend to uh way heavy uh, or way when considering whether or not this program is is really going to be something they could take on at this time? Sure. So uh, with uh, what we have now, uh, you know, when you're looking at, at uh, trying to figure out, you know, how much is the maximum loan amount that you're eligible for? So generally speaking, it's two and a half times the average monthly payroll. Uh, you know, there was a bump for accommodations and food service where they can get up to three and a half times their average monthly payroll. Uh, but one of the things with uh, second draw loans, so that would be for businesses that previously obtained a PPP loan prior to August 8th, uh, they're eligible to apply for a second draw loan. Uh, they go up to uh, $2 million max. Uh, again, it's the two and a half times or the three and a half times. But they have to be able to demonstrate a 25% reduction in revenues in order to be eligible. And so when you look through the legislation and you hear about all these different programs, it really is targeted to try to help the hardest hit and the most seriously impacted, uh, you know, through this uh, pandemic. And, mm -hmm. and so that the that's that's the big change as far as eligibility on second mm -hmm. law. But uh, one of the uh, provisions of the uh, of the law was that SBA come out with a new uh, forgiveness application form for loans under one hundred and fifty thousand. I believe that was just released yesterday, so that is available. And you, you heard me mention that uh, the uh, majority of loans are under one hundred and fifty thousand. So, right. this this new uh, forgiveness application form of under one hundred and fifty thousand. It's one page. It's a you know it's intended to try to be simpler, uh, but. You know we're we're forgiving a lot of loans, but you know small businesses they they need to you know spend the money at the targets in order to try to you know get people back on payrolls to get their headcounts back to where they were when they look at their reference period to uh, what it was at the end of their covered period. Uh, but you know if they spend the money with the sixty forty split, you know they're going to be fine and they're going to be good. You know the the intent is that you know we don't want these loans uh, to these these loans to turn into a loan. We want them all to be 100% forgiven. So 
one of the other things that I'll just share with folks is, you know, through the the first two rounds, you know, there were mistakes, you know, guidance, uh, it was coming out fast and furious. And so, you know, people might have received a little bit more than they were eligible for. So there might be, you know, different uh, balances that, uh, you know, aren't eligible to be forgiven. But and so, but that does not make them ineligible for a PPP second draw. So, if, and first off, they don't have to go through the forgiveness process in order to be eligible uh, to apply for a PPP second draw loan. So that shouldn't be an obstacle. You know, they they can apply if they uh, received a previous PPP loan. The bank can't disperse it unless all of the previous PPP uh, loan uh, was utilized. But if there is a remainder, it does not make that small business mm -hmm. ineligible to apply for a PPP second draw. Okay. So I know that you mentioned that all the information about not just the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, and other programs are available at sba.gov. But if, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, how would they be able to reach you? Not that you, I know your mailbox is probably full at this point, but if anybody wanted to reach you about any specific questions regarding your programs, uh, where, where can they do that? So our general email box is massachusettsdo at sba.gov. You know, uh, folks can send in uh, email questions to that mailbox and we'll respond to them. Uh, but if uh, folks visit the Massachusetts SBA website, which is at sba.gov slash MA, uh, they'll find uh, the uh, office directory with our emails. Uh, all the phone numbers listed there, uh, everyone has a uh, SBA cell phone device. Uh, all the f landline phones are, are uh, forwarded to everyone's cell phone, so everyone accessible. Uh, so you can call us, you can call me, send me emails personally. I respond to lenders, to small businesses and their questions. You know, we're, we're here to try to make sure that uh, everyone's questions are answered and that people are comfortable with the process and what they're eligible for and uh, yeah. to help them with any, uh, you know, scenarios and one-off uh, situations. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Bob. I really appreciate the update uh, that you provided our listeners today. We know they're working, many people, many of them are working with their banks currently and the other CDFIs in the space trying to be able to tap into the program. So, you know, just having an insight as to what's changed since the last, last time and what, what, and how they can take advantage of what's uh, the, the third offering is, is, uh, is uh, quite important right now. So we just sure. want to say thank you. And one last thing. So the website uh, where everyone should go if they just want to try to find the interim final rules, the FAQs, you know, copies of the forms, it's sba.gov slash PPP. It's all there. Uh, but if you have trouble navigating and finding anything, reach, uh, reach out to us and let us know. But Patricia, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat with you this, this afternoon and to share some updates. I, I really uh, have enjoyed it and appreciate the opportunity. The feeling is absolutely very, very mutual. Such a pleasure to be here with you, Bob. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our BizGrow Community Podcast. We hope you will join us next time for another edition of our series. Learn more about our growing community at www.bizgrow.live. I'm Trisha Young.